Thank you, Pastor Carlos. Yes. Bless the Lord, everybody. It is a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Um, I thank you all so much for allowing me to be here. We were uh, over here. I was standing over here in worship, and the Lord reminded me of something uh, that I want to share with you for a quick moment, and that is the miracle of my life. So the Lord had told my, or sorry, the doctors had told my, my mother that she could not have children um, some years ago, and my mother cried out to God, and she, as a matter of fact, had four babies, all healthy, carried to full term, and so uh, I say all that to say that the enemy forms and fashions weapons, although they do not prosper, but God, too, forms and fashions weapons in the earth for his divine purposes, and I'm thankful for that. All the, the children that I see around, all the mamas, you have no clue who you're raising, right? Sent here for divine assignment um, and just making God known in the earth. I know that you have no small task, so I pray for your endurance, right? Amen. I want to thank Pastor Carlos and the leadership for allowing me to come here today and speak with all of you. Pastor Laura, she's so incredible. She actually came um, to Covered not too, too long ago, and she led worship for us, and I say about five minutes into uh, our prayer and worship session, and everybody was laid out on the floor giving God glory, and, um, and we were just lost um, in his presence by her beautiful anointing, so we thank God uh, for the treasure that, that you all have here. I also want to thank The Rock for being supporters of Covered International. From the time that I had met Pastor Carlos alongside of Monique, um, The Rock has, has been uh, supported our, our initiatives, our endeavors, and, um, and I thank you for that. I thank you for being faithful supporters. Also, all the treasures of you who have got involved in, in the movement of Covered, both partnering us uh, with us directly and indirectly. I see Miss Nancy sitting over here, and I was reminded some time ago when she was director of uh, Rebecca's Haven, was it? And we had one woman, um, her utilities had gotten shut off, and she had five kiddos, and we didn't know where to place them in our city. And so our mentor director called me at the time, and she's like, Savannah, do you have any idea? I don't know, you know, where to take them or where to go, and I have them in tow with me. So I'm thinking, my goodness, okay, God, here we go, right? So I said, here's what I want you to do. I'm sorry for this, Miss Nancy. I said, here's what I want you to do. Go over to Rebecca's Haven, knock on the door, and you're going to say to Miss Nancy, hey, we have some people that need some help. Do you remember this? And so Miss Nancy, so we had care director, mama, and five kiddos, and Miss Nancy said, here's the deal. We have a room. If you will help me clean out this room, they can have a place to sleep tonight. And so thank you, Miss Nancy, for partnering with us to see lives changed and restored. We appreciate and honor you. That woman went on to get baptized, and also her father, who um, battled heroin addiction for the longest time, got diagnosed with cancer, saw the work of God in his daughter's life, and actually chose to be baptized that day as well. So we thank God for his goodness and the work that he's doing in people's lives. I want to honor those that I have the privilege of serving alongside of. So if you are involved with Covered in any way, can you please stand at this time so we can recognize and honor you? I saw Monique. I saw Anna. I saw Chevy. 
Um, we thank you guys so much for everything that you do. Thank you, Jesus. My husband sends his greetings to you. I got married about a month and a half ago. Thank you, Jesus, right? So I was single for many years, almost eight to be exact, and uh, I always told God, you talk to me about everything else. When the man that you have to walk beside me and the call comes into my life, you will, you will awaken me. And there was, uh, got connected with a gentleman who runs an organization for young boys growing up in fatherless homes. And uh, through that conversation, he's like, Savannah, let me take you out on a date. I said, no, no, no. Listen, I'm so busy. I don't have time, so on and so forth, you know. And I told him, um, I'll connect with you again sometime in January. This was September. And uh, <laughs> he so diligently hung in there. And one day, I, uh, the Lord woke me up out of, a deep, out of a deep sleep. And he said, Savannah, I sent him into your life to manifest my love. And it was a jolt. I woke up and I said, okay, I'll stop fighting. Just a little fight, though. You know, I'm Latino, so you got to have a little fight in there. But that's another story. Uh, So he sends his greetings to you. So it is Pentecost Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. What an honor and privilege it is to be speaking this morning as we remember the birth of the church and our mission to go into the world. The Holy Spirit was poured out onto the disciples in Acts 2. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability. They were endowed with power for the purpose of becoming witnesses, starting with where they were locally and into the ends of the earth. And it was on that day that when the story opens up, we find them hiding because of persecution. The baptism of the Holy Ghost comes. We see them boldly proclaiming the gospel. And it was on this day that 3,000 were added unto the church. You see, because when we, as followers of Christ, become so full of God himself, we begin operating in power. I've been thinking about this, this Greek word. It's called pleroma. Pleroma. It means the fullness thereof, right? The fullness of God. It, we see it in, uh, in Galatians. I've been crucified in Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Pleroma. And ladies and gentlemen, if there is one thing that I know about God is that he is perfect. He's perfect in the trauma. He's perfect in the pain. He's perfect in the tears. God is perfect all by himself. And he is at work in every single one of our lives, no matter how dark the nights may seem. And for that, I am so thankful. When we, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, are tapped into his spirit, we begin to move in divine influence, in power, in a way that a person will never forget, which ultimately changes the world. I was thinking about some testimonies, some stories to share with you here today, and I was reminded about a young um, lady by the name of uh, Renee. This was sometime... Years ago, about seven years ago, Covered was just getting started, and um, through our outreach, God had strategically uh, just spoken to us and given us give us strategy to go into um, local adult, adult entertainment clubs to reach women who were caught in trafficking. So we walk into a club one night, um, and I remember the girls 
started getting excited. The cover girls are here. Now all of this. And we're back in the dressing room. And in our gift bags, we have handwritten notes. Thank you, Pastor Carlos. We have gift bags that look like this, okay? So tissue paper goes flying. We have uh, handwritten notes attached to our connection card. So we have connection cards like this. On the back, there's a number that the girls can call or text if they need us uh, or want to reach out. And uh, so handwritten note is attached to this. And um, we have different people from the community to come and help us package all the gifts. And this woman, she opens up her gift bag, and she flips around, and she's like, what is this? And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, who wrote what? Where's the closest exit? We got to get out of here. We're in deep trouble, right? Here we go. We got to go. Um, and she starts crying, and she looks at her. She shows me her note, and in a little girl's handwriting, so a volunteer had brought her little girl to bag stuffing, and the little girl writes, writes notes beside us. In a little girl's handwriting, this note says, God loves you. Love, Mariah. She said, my daughter's name is Mariah, and I haven't seen her in weeks because I've just been trying to put food in her stomach and a roof over her head. Y'all, God is in the details of everything. And we read these scriptures, right? When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But the picture of that, the picture of him reaching uh, that soul on the other end, there's nothing like it in the world. And I'm thankful that through the years, we have got to experience the work of God, not only in our lives as a sisterhood, but also reaching into the lives of those in our community as well. Power. Power. I was thinking about the difference between power and force. When we operate in force, it takes our own energy, our own strength. It depends on our own stamina to complete something. But when we operate in power, we operate from this place of divine influence, a strength not of our own. I'm thankful for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that we get to be in partnership, in relationship, play Roma with him, our Savior. At the end of Acts 2, 47, the scripture says this. This was after the Spirit was poured out, 3,000 added and daily. It says this. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of people. When we operate under divine influence, we get favor with God, with man. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. I love that. Those who are coming to life. That sounds like a church moving in power to me. That's what covered is, brothers and sisters. We're an organization that is an extended arm of the local church reaching into the deepest, darkest parts of our city, integrating ourselves into the lives of women and children who've been affected by domestic violence and trafficking. It is not by our own might or our own strength, but by the power of God alone that lives are being redeemed and restored. We're going to watch about a 10-minute video that will share some more stories with us.
This, this is what it means to tarry, y'all. We just got to wait here, right? Wait for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> And I want you to pick one that stands out to you, one that speaks to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can pick it up. Um, can you tell me what her life, describe her, tell me a little bit about her life. What do you think her life is like? Well, I'd say artistic, full of joy. I don't know. This girl looks, she, she honestly looks like somebody I could have gone to college with. She looks like somebody I would see around my college campus. So she she looks happy. She um, she looks like a professional. Maybe she does uh, you know sales or business or something. I already like her. She has a joy on her face that is coming out her eyes. I want you to read this story for me. Okay. I remember telling my mother one day that my children were better off without me. As a small child, I was sexually abused by my uncle. My sexuality and sense of love was completely twisted, leading to years of promiscuity and abusive relationships, which spiraled me into an addiction to heroin. After my daughter came home from camp, my husband and I began to notice that her personality started to change. It is hard to put into words, but I know my kids. I began noticing that she was growing distant from our close family and becoming more reckless in her behavior. At the age of three, my mother sold me for sex so she could buy crack cocaine. When I was eight years old, I was taken from her and placed into foster care, where I was sexually abused by my foster dad. I was on drugs and I didn't know how to stop. I didn't want to live anymore. I cried every day, wanting to know why I was still here. Life was dark. The dark was hopeless. The dark meant being so lost that I didn't even know who I was. Dark was battling depression, anxiety, and fear. Then one day, out of nowhere, and I mean nowhere, she told me she was moving out. Wow, what a surprise. She told me she was moving into a house with a couple who were in their mid-40s and they rented rooms out to teenage girls. At the age of 19, I gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. She was my new reason for living. My boyfriend at the time offered me, offered for me to stay with him at a family member's house while I got my life together for me and my daughter. When I lost custody of my ch children, I fell deeper into addiction, but not having them by my side began to change something on the inside of me. I gave up fighting for myself, but, I, but the new fight was about them. I didn't want to die, I wanted to live. I just didn't know how anymore. The light came into my life one night of using so much heroin that I went to the hospital from an overdose. I woke up scared and alone until a nurse came to my bedside and asked if she could pray for me. That one simple encounter lit up my entire life and began to draw out the darkness that had lived inside of me for many years. One day I received a notification from Child Protective Services that the daycare reported my daughter had signs of sexual abuse. The accusation came forward that my boyfriend's uncle was abusing her. 
my husband and I got a call from someone saying they had seen our daughter, my daughter who loved the Lord, dancing at a strip club. My husband and I went and sat across the street and prayed. We wouldn't see her come out, but she did. I will pause here and let your imagination run as to how rough I took it. To see your child who once loved God caught up in that world was a sword to my chest. I spoke to Savannah that day and she asked me if I was willing to go to detox. She said if this was something that I wanted, that she could send a covered team member to assist me. She affirmed me that I would not have to do this alone. A few months later, I got connected to Covered International through a friend, and that's when the light began to shine the brightest. I learned that the light had a name, Jesus. Through the work of Covered, God gave me healthy relationships and used them to teach me how to deal with life in a healthy way. The ladies helped shine, helped shine light even when some days felt cloudy, so cloudy I could barely move. They've been there when I've needed transportation, support, helping me come up with a realistic budget to provide for my family. I'm so thankful for all the tangible and most importantly, intangible ways they've stood by me. After my first prayer and worship service with Covered, I called my husband on the way home in tears. I told him they are truly doing what they say they are. They are praying for, fighting for, and serving women who have been broken. Thank you, Lord. Today, my daughter is home and safe. No place to turn, not knowing who I could trust or what to do next, I came across the social media page of Covered International. They immediately got me connected to, the cover, to a Covered team member. By the grace of God, Covered helped me jump the wait list of 214 people, and within 12 hours, I was placed in a safe shelter. When I had no place to go, they were by my side, helping me to figure it out. When my daughter was taken from me, covered has been has been by my side to make sure I got to my visits to see her. I've been completely sober for almost two years. The ladies from covered have been with me every step of the way in my recovery process, as I've created a brand new life and faced the pain of my past. The women of covered showed me who I wanted to become as a person, loving, kind, forgiving, and true, truly joyful. They showed me the way to get there. Without covered by my side, I would not know what family or unconditional love truly is. When covered came in, how does it make you feel to know that there's an organization in your town that is helping women radically change their lives through Jesus Christ? That gives me some hope. That gives me hope for for everyone for whom I'm fearful, um, it gives me hope. For parents who love her so, so much, did all they could do, and covered picks up where the regular human experience leaves off that we can't do anymore for them as parents. I, I'm, I'm thrilled that she made that phone call. I'm so she will get everything she needs from the covered women. When you think about the, the women who, who aren't there by choice, who are there because they have to be, um, who have been sexually abused, um, having a support system for them, having a fix, um, having some way to um, 
to speak the love of God into their lives. Um, that's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mark, for reading this story. Um, before you go, can I show you something really quick? Sure. Sure. being shown their worth and being told about Jesus and what he can do for them, um, that are receiving advocacy, court help, um, medical needs are being yeah. helped, housing, all of those things, their kids are getting mentored, yes. taking care of their school supplies, we're teaching them life skills. How does that make you feel? Knowing that there is an organization in this city who cares about every single one of these people is going to all of these people. It's amazing. I can't imagine wanting to improve my life, but I don't have a driver's license. Therefore, I can't have a job. I don't have anyone to watch my kids. And for you to provide those necessary steps, help, help with my heart, help with my spirit, help with my soul, Hope from Jesus so that I can do those things is, is just incredible. Praise God, church. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. I want to mention, um, when Covered started seven years ago, there were 14 clubs in our city. As of 2019, there are only four open clubs in our entire city. The work has been nothing short of incredible. In 2018, covered as the church, so we are 100% privately funded by churches um, and individuals, um, we were able to provide over half a million dollars in free advocacy services for women and children coming out of domestic violence and human trafficking. So what that means is um, if, if, they were, if we were a social service agency, we would actually get a half a million dollars from government funding to do what we do. Um, but this is actually the funding's coming from the church, and we're able to provide the resources and also minister to the soul, that individual. So thank you so much, Rock, for your continual support. Pastor Carlos, come on up. <laughs> Isn't that incredible, huh? Yes. An incredible ministry. Um, we're going to switch some things up. What I want to do, now I'm going to need a, a, a couple chairs. And then let's, let's honor the Lord with the offering right now. Father, thank you so much for the privilege that you give us to give as we lift up our tithe and our offerings and as we give towards this incredible ministry. We pray that you would use uh, the resources raised for your kingdom and for your glory. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Savannah, thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear your story, to hear what God's doing with covered ministry. I want to take the time to just ask her some questions, and uh, hopefully my desire is to, um, uh, that you would get excited, not only about covered ministry, but what God wants to do in your life. So you know, seven years ago, I want you to just think about it. Seven years ago, she said, covered ministry started. And seven years ago, there were 14 clubs open. Is that right? 14? And now there's only four clubs open. That's incredible. Praise God. Let's talk about how many women, you know, per club, would you think, how many women do you think were a part of each of those clubs about? Yeah, sure, Pastor Carlos. So there's about an average of 25 women per club in our city. Wow. And that's not including the other people who work the club who are not Nancy. So it's your, wow. Just think about that. At least 25 people redeemed from the darkness of each club, right? That's 10 clubs. That's, 20, that's incredible amount of, uh, of people that have been reached for the glory of God. Isn't that? Absolutely. So amazing. So amazing. That's incredible when I think so about amazing. it. It just really encourages me. When you went, tell me about your journey. How did you get started to wanting to be a part of this? How did God call you into this? Sure, Absolutely. Before I go there, Pastor Carlos, I want to mention one thing. You know, we talk about all the individuals that we're able to reach mm -hmm. yeah. when we go to the clubs, right? I'll never forget, we were yeah, walking right. out of a club one night, and there was a bouncer who stopped us at the door, okay? Mm -hmm. So he said, he said, y'all, I just, he looked just puzzled, you know? He said, I've grown up in a Christian home all of my life. He said, mm -hmm. went had a Christian education, so on and so forth. He said, you know, I walked away from the church because of different hurts that he mm -hmm. had experienced. And he's like, you know, I didn't really see people living what they said they believed. Mm. And he said, but every single month I watch you guys just come in here and love people with the love of Christ, not with your necessarily your words, mm. but with your actions. And mm -hmm. he said, that's the loudest gospel that I've ever heard or that I've ever saw preached before. He said, as a matter of fact, I had he, he called his mom in Florida. He's like, mom, you're never going to believe this. You know, he's like wow. this group of women. And so he said um, he thanked us so much for what mm. we did and the way uh, that we preached the gospel to those who wouldn't otherwise believe. So it really impacted That's incredible. him as well. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, you guys go into these clubs. You start ministering to these ladies. What do the owners do? What do they think right. about you going into their territory? Yeah. This is like this the number work? one question that we always right. get, right? Okay. So through the years, we've actually built relationships with club owners, club managers before, um, have even gone to dinner with a club owner as well. And um, he, he shared that his father owned a club. So he said, this is all that I've known. You know, there, this, uh, this entire world, I didn't even think about what it caused and so on and so forth until uh, we were able to continuously converse and build that relationship and so on and so forth. Mm. And he actually uh, left the industry. He is one of the things that we shared with him. You're a phenomenal entrepreneur. So what does it look like to use that skill set to build something new? And he did. He built his own business, left the industry, um, and wow. now is an advocate for Covered in the work that we do, as a matter of fact. Isn't that incredible? Yes, God is amazing. We, we learn a lesson in that, right? That our enemy is the devil. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? And so that there's people captive on both sides of this issue, right? And that, that need the freedom of God. Yeah. 
I studied social work before I became, was in ministry. I was in social work, and I remember that my internship was in this agency, and the lady looked at me, and she was upset. And uh, it was a homeless shelter agency, and she said to me, you know why we're here. You know why we're here? I was like, uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. She says, because the church has relinquished her responsibility. Mm. I thought, whoa, because the church has given up her responsibility. And then you hear that story of how the church has completely funded covered ministry. Absolutely. And I get excited, right? Because yes. it means that the church is taking up, we're taking up our responsibility. Mm -hmm. There's freedom that we can give that the world cannot give, right? Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, as a church, how churches and how individuals can partner with covered ministries. Absolutely. So there's several, several ways to get involved. Um, outreach is a portion that we do. Um, it's a very specific calling, so we don't mm -hmm. expect every single person to get involved in that way. We also have care teams. So I was sharing in first service, Dan and Tina run an oyster group, which is our version of a small group. And um, so they actually had um, a woman and her children over to the house, and it was so cool because while mm -hmm. Tina was spending time in Monique um, ministering to Mama, um, Danny was actually shooting hoops in the driveway with the two young boys. And um, Mama said, the kids did not want to leave. So care wow. team is, is also a way that individuals can get involved. We have community awareness events. So um, running uh, our booths and stuff in different uh, community-type settings to let people know um, what human trafficking is, what it actually looks like in our city, and how they can plug in get involved. Um, for those who love fundraising, we have a couple of cool um, events that we, two events that we host yearly um, mm -hmm. that helps bring in funding as well. So some of our, our planning type people, event type people can get involved in that way. So, so many different ways to get involved. People can jump right on our website under wow. the Get Involved tab and find out even more ways. That's incredible. I can see Danny shooting hoops. He can, he's got an incredible yeah. <laughs> shot. Where is, the, is Danny in here? Is he serving somewhere? He's probably in the, in the foyer. Let me, let me ask you one very important question I asked, but we kind of got a little sidetracked. Let's, sure. let's talk about how you heard the voice of God to minister in this place and what led you to come to this place to do yeah. Covered International and Absolutely. all that. Absolutely. So um, God brought me out of an abusive relationship um, some years ago, and through... Mm -hmm. Through that encounter, um, there were just a, a few phenomenal Christian women who came into my life and really began to minister to my soul. They say on average it takes a woman at least seven times to leave her abuser. So for me, that was definitely the case. Hmm. Um, and it was through just coming to know the Lord, through those, those moments in the secret place, Pastor Carlos, right? Hmm. Just praying and, and really just hmm. getting to know God um, that he began to speak to me that if this... Uh, if when God came into my life and put the support around me was, and I was able to um, have breakthrough in my life, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to, right. for other women to experience this kind of love mm -hmm. and this kind of support um, mm. through their journey as well. And so I'll never forget one, uh, one moment that really changed uh, the trajectory of my heart and really put a passion inside of me. And that was, I was in a time of intercession. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the Lord had given me a vision of a woman. She was in a hotel room, mm. and there was just gross darkness all around her. Mm. And I felt like the Lord had told me that he wanted me to pray light into the situation. Amen. And so I had begun to intercede. And um, so 
coming out of that prayer, I had just said to the Lord, you know, I hope that I prayed as you wished of me, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was about a week later, I had got onto the Blade app on my phone, um, not the normal newspaper. I always say I'm a millennial, so, you know, we always have to use our, our mobile devices. So I had got onto uh, the Blade app on my phone, and the title that popped up were um, Five Women Rescued, Seven Traffickers Prosecuted. Wow. And so I said, to, I went back into prayer, and I'm like, God, what is this, you know? Yeah. And he gave me the wow. scripture in James. He said, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. It makes much power mm. available in the spirit. So Thank literally when we intercede, it moves heaven and earth. Mm. That's incredible. So you interceded. God gave you that victory and that prayer. It just kind of opened up your heart to all that he had in store. How did it progress from there? Absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> when we get a word from the Lord, we're, we're full of zeal. We're ready to go, right? Mm -hmm. When we get this revelation. And I was... Most definitely ready to go, you know. I'm like, God, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. I can't mm -hmm. wait. And it was just the voice of the Lord spoke, and he said, Savannah, be still. Mm. Be still. And so just a few months later, um, I had a friend who attended a human trafficking conference in Columbus, and she calls mm. me, and she said, Savannah, I, you have to hear this woman's story. It's nothing short of incredible. And so I get on the phone with this woman. She's from Dallas, Texas. She was a dancer for 19 years. And she said, these group of Christian women walked into my club. She's like, I don't remember what they said. I just remember wanting what they had. Come on. So I'm like, okay, God. I mean, my spirit is just That's turning good. at this point, right? And so I actually got connected with a few of my friends who were coming home from overseas missions. Um, one wow. uh, spent some time in Nepal and the other one in South Africa mm -hmm. that worked with trafficking victims overseas. Mm -hmm. And so we sat down and I just pitched vision to them. You know, could we develop strategy that they learned in foreign missions coupled with um, counsel from the word of God to come up with strategy and actually see lives impacted here locally? So as wow. young uh, women in our early 20s, we... Um, gathered up resources and things and uh, wow. developed strategy and just went from there. That's incredible. Seven years ago, think about the impact in seven years. This doesn't happen, right? Outside of the power of God. One last question. What has surprised you most about God in this journey? Oh, my goodness. I love that question, Pastor Carlos. Oh, <laughs> how detailed he is. Mm. He's so detailed and I mean in, in ways that right I mean like the woman that I shared Renee the fact that God God knew her daughter's name mm -hmm. God orchestrated that this uh, a volunteer would just so happen to bring her child to a bag stuffing and the child then awakens this desire to write a note like mommy does. That was not a normal occurrence, no, right? It's not. No. And then the orchestration that, you know, we go in mm -hmm. that night and God knew exactly what that woman needed. needed. And it's like, you wow. know, we we talk about how he numbers the hair on our head. Mm -hmm. You know, we we read these scriptures about how he knows us so intimately. But there's nothing like it. It's, there's a scripture in Psalm that says, those who wander out on the deep get to see the miracles of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I, it never ceases to amaze me the way that God so intimately loves each and every one of us. Wow. So I think when, when I see that externally, it really brings 
my relationship with God and the details that he knows about me to a whole nother level. Wow. Aren't you thankful that God pays attention to the details? So Anna, would you pray for us? Um, Pray that God would make us desperate for his for his kingdom. You know, I think when I hear your story, I hear that God woke you up to pray for something that was outside of you in a sense. And then it led to a journey of being a part of the answer. And I think as a church, we need that. We need each and every one of us to be filled with passion for whatever it is that God has for us and that God would awaken that. Would you, would you pray for, sure for us Pastor that way? Carlos, yeah. God, I just thank you for your goodness, Father. I thank you that your spirit is alive and well, working, searching to and fro to those who might just say yes to you, God. Father, I just pray that in the secret place that your people would just tune a fine ear into what the Spirit is speaking over us. Father, I pray that you awaken every single heart in this place, God. Father, that you would just begin to stir passion, Father, that you would just begin to stir the anointing that you place on every single one of us, Father. Stir it up. Awaken our hearts. Awaken our souls, God, to partner with you that not only all our life would be changed, God, and that would be enough, but that you so see to it that all the other lives coming in behind us, God, would too be reached and impacted for the glory of God, that all may get to experience life in its abundance that you have planned for us. Father, stir every heart, stir every passion, God. Speak dreams, visions over each and every person, God, under the sound of my voice. God, I thank you for what you're doing in the earth in these latter days, God. There is none like you. Father, we bless you, we worship you, and we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Can we give our hand? Thank you so much. Amen. Church, would you stand with me today? We're going to close. If the altar workers, if those who pray at the altars would join me here at the altar right now. Hallelujah. I want to close with this. I've been reading a book dealing with kingdom authority by an old writer. But in it, He said he was talking to a friend of his that was from another country, and he asked him this question. He said, what do you think about Christianity in America? And his friend said, well, I don't really want to talk about that. He said, no, really, I want to know your perspective. And he said, Christians in America are committed. They make a big deal of the word commitment. And he said, well, that's a really really good thing, isn't it? He goes, not really, no. Um, See, if you use the word commitment when you preach, and I have to translate it. I wouldn't have a word to translate committed. Because commitment means that you make a decision what you're going to put yourself into. Commitment means that you're committed into whatever you desire, whether good or bad. And so the word that you keep hearing in churches is we got to commit. we got to make commitments, commitments, commitments. But commitment has replaced a more important word in the Christian world. Commitment replaced the word surrender. God doesn't call us to commit to, co- to things that we are supposed to commit to. Or, excuse me, he's not calling us to commit to things that we desire to commit to. That still means that we're in control. God calls us to surrender. 
And I believe that there are people here who need surrender. Not commitment, surrender. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I want to say to the Lord that if you can use anything, if you can use anyone, you can use me. And I want my life not just to be about commitments, I want my life to be about a surrender to you so that you can use me in whatever way you want. I want you to wake me up like you did Savannah or deal with me and one day just out of the blue, just call me to pray for something that I may not be thinking about, but that leads to a journey of exactly what it is that you called me to do. I want that yearning and I'm wanting to walk away from any compromise, anything that may keep me from listening and obeying your voice. If that's you today and you're saying, yep, I, I want surrender in my life. I want to live a life of surrender. Would you come up to the altar right now? Would you right now come to the altar? Say, I want to live a life of surrender before God. I want to say yes to him. Maybe you're here today and you have, for whatever shape or form, uh, in whatever shape or form, you have uh, given yourself to the wrong things. Maybe you're battling with any kind or type of addiction or abuse. And you're just going through life wondering if you're ever going to have the willpower to get out of the mess that you're in. And I just want you to know that maybe willpower is not what you need. Jesus is here and he has all the willpower anyone needs. He has all the strength. What you need today is to say, Lord, I surrender. I say yes to you. If that's you today and you're saying, I want to surrender to God instead of giving up, and giving myself to these things that control me. We love to welcome you to the altar. God is the God who sets free. Would you come up to the altar? Would you help me pray at this time? Would you come up? Amen. Let's pray. Pastor Jonathan, yeah, if you can come up. Pastor Tara Landis, if you can come up and help me pray as well. Amen. Father, we come before you and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're doing in Covered International Ministries and how you're reaching women and children and men who are caught up in this world. I thank you that you're a wonder-working God, that you're a God that's aware of all the details. Lord, I thank you for the way that you've blessed that ministry. And Lord, I thank you that the work that you begin with Covered International is the work that you will finish. Father, today, even right now, I pray also. I pray also right now in the name of Jesus Christ for every person here. And I stand in agreement with Savannah's prayer. Awaken dreams, awaken vision and passion. We may partner with you. Jesus, have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. The altars are open. If you need prayers, we're here for you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah.
driver.